Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. The Office of Personnel Management tells federal employees in the D.C. area to go to work two hours later than usual today. OPM announced the delayed arrival Wednesday night. Federal employees also have the ability to take unscheduled leave or telework. The Baltimore Federal Executive Board also recommends agencies in its area open at 10 a.m. today. Congress appears to have reached a deal on a $1.3 trillion spending package to fund the government until September. Lawmakers now have until midnight Friday to approve it and prevent this year's third government shutdown. The bill provides big spending increases for defense and domestic programs. OPM is about to get a host of new reporting requirements around security clearances. The Senate passes the Securely Expediting Clearances Through Reporting Transparency or Secret Act. It already passed the House. Once President Donald Trump signs it, OPM will have 90 days to send its first quarterly report to Congress detailing data around 18 items, including a backlog mitigation program. South Carolina Congressman Mark Sanford introduces the Federal Employee Bonus Disclosure Act. It would require agencies to publicly disclose, document, and report details of individual federal employees' bonuses to the Office of Personnel Management. Sanford says the public should be able to see how much federal employees earn from performance bonuses. One lawmaker wants to create an independent National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence. Representative Elise Stefanik introduces a bill to conduct a national review of advances in AI. The commission will also address and identify national security concerns with respect to AI and provide near-term and annual recommendations until 2020. A new management plan gives the Navy and Marine Corps a lot more leeway to manage their own information technology. A new memo from Thomas Modley, the new Undersecretary of the Navy, essentially does away with the Office of the Department of the Navy CIO, the organization that's overseen IT policy for the Navy and the Marines up until now. From now on, most of the Navy and Marines' IT responsibilities will be delegated to the services. Modley says the Navy Department will retain a skeleton staff in order to comply with federal law, and he'll personally assume the role of the department's chief information officer. NASA has been without a permanent leader for more than 14 months, and 60 members of the House are tired of waiting. A bipartisan group of legislators write to the Senate asking them to approve the nomination of Congressman Jim Bridenstine. The letter has the support of all GOP members of the House Committee on Science, Space, and Technology, as well as most Republicans on the House Armed Services Committee, both of which Bridenstine is a member. President Donald Trump nominated the Oklahoma congressman back in September. Dr. Robert Redfield has been nominated as the next director of the Centers for Disease Control. Redfield is an infectious disease specialist and served on the President's Advisory Council on HIV-AIDS under President George W. Bush. Redfield currently runs a treatment network in Baltimore for HIV and hepatitis C patients and served in the Army Medical Corps for 20 years. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar says one of Redfield's top priorities will be stopping the opioid epidemic. The CDC gets a new assignment. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. A 20-year ban on research by CDC into gun violence would be lifted. That's thanks to a set of post-Parkland Florida high school shootings provisions included in the omnibus spending bill. It rewrites the so-called Dickey Amendment, which kept the CDC out of what amendment backers considered a contentious political issue. The rewrite lets CDC study the public health effects of gun violence, but not advocate for gun control. I'm Tom Temin. 25 new members are confirmed to serve on the IRS's Taxpayer Advocacy Panel. They'll join 40 current members to make recommendations to improve customer service at the agency. The IRS chose its new members from a pool of more than 700 applications. National Taxpayer Advocate Nina Olson says the panel plays a major role in understanding taxpayers' needs. Panel members serve three-year terms. NIST updates a key cybersecurity guidance aiming to make more systems resilient. The National Institute of Standards and Technology updates its handbook to ensure networks and applications are resilient to cyber attacks based on the agency's needs. 
NIST releases the draft of Special Publication 800-160 Volume 2 yesterday for federal agencies and private sector critical infrastructure providers. The guidance is good for both new and legacy technology systems. NIST says the end goal is to help agencies take engineering-driven actions to develop more defensible and survivable systems. I'm Jason Miller. Customs and Border Protection says it's gotten better at onboarding new agents and officers and is getting more and higher quality applicants to those positions. But union officials worry the administration is jumping ahead on plans for a border wall without resolving its personnel challenges first. National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judd agrees CBP is making some improvements, though. The Trump administration wants $38 billion for a border wall and technology. Lawmakers included only $1.6 billion for the project in its omnibus spending bill. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.